0: Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Sophie. Welcome to A TARDIS Of One's Own. A queer feminist journey through time and space and you. (laughs)
1: Show <laughs> the today, yes. so spirits
0: are high. we are we are recording this in the office after a low productivity high banter i would say <laughs> day it's a short week we had a public holiday on monday yeah. i think everyone gets a little bit delirious a lot of what sophie calls lullying yeah <laughs> light bullying of
1: sophie
0: <laughs> yeah of me i am a target i'm a victim do i sometimes encourage it yes
1: is it fun <laughs> for all involved? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. See, that makes it okay. That's fine.
0: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's
1: not our fault you've got short
0: arms. Oh, <laughs> you <not> fucking out, <laughs> dude. Uh, well, how's your week
1: been? Well, I mean, you—since well, we've last recorded, you've had a terrible time. Yeah, no, I
0: have. Drama hasn't sued. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So going through some family stuff. Not gonna be okay for a while, but physically present how did you describe it when you text me when the shit went down you were like oh yeah on a scale of 0 to 10
1: oh, yeah. catatonic
0: on the sofa to the horrors persist but so do I yeah. and yeah the horrors persist but so do I yeah. I think I've been keeping that in my head
1: yeah it's like you're not okay but you are the horrors persist and so do you yeah
0: absolutely fucking we get on with it and sometimes I have to have a cry Yeah. but then we pick ourselves up and we make a list
1: we love making lists
0: yeah, yeah so thank you dude how are you
1: Yeah, I'm good. I've been quite ill the last couple of days. I think just, I don't know, I think it's allergies, but who knows? I just feel a bit crap, and I've Mm. just been consistently congested for what feels like a year, solid, and I'm just a bit tired of it. And maybe I need to go to a doctor. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Slash allergy specialist. But what are they going to tell me? You're allergic to cats. Cool, I live with three of them. Yeah. Great, Great time. Ten out of ten.
0: Do you have bed bugs? No. Can you be allergic to bed?
1: Dust mites? Well, I don't know. I've got an air purifier in my room now.
0: Okay. Oh fuck, dude, you're doing the best you can. Like
1: you just. I think actually I have a mold allergy because mm. i've noticed like when we cause, spores yeah i was in a batch over christmas mm. and it was real musty and they just like you know what yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 the ocean, near the beach and just, yeah and i was Damn. real my allergies were real bad and then when i was at my scottish castle retreat mm. and there when anytime mm. i was in the castle was really bad because i'm like yeah these curtains Damn. Must be
0: yeah spore be spore I, yeah. fucking city yeah so i
1: think judging from these two experiences mm. i think i get really bad spore reaction and yeah. then on Tuesday when I was feeling terrible I looked at that because you know our, our weather service tells <laughs> you what kind of pollen is in the air and they were saying moderate pollen for fungal spores and I was like interesting
0: fuck so, it's, it's, I bet it is
1: so I think when the fungal spores um. are kicking off it's worse for me plus the cats plus self-inflicted suffering for example I'm allergic to popcorn yet I eat popcorn yeah. so, and you're also weaning yourself off Antihistamines, yes. After the accidental overdose of twenty twenty three,
0: so your body's been used to and maybe got a bit of a tolerance due to the overdosing, and now, oh
1: yeah, man, because I'm trying to protect my internal organs. I don't know what yeah. damage you can incur from antihistamines. Can you get an
0: elective lung transplant? Oh, yeah, that'd
1: be nice. Is it my lung Just, side? I don't know.
0: What is it? Your Sinuses? immune system. Oh
1: yeah, the immune system.
0: It's because it's that what's like. This is yeah, killing yeah. us, even though it's not. Yeah, it needs to chill. Yeah. yeah unhelpful
1: yeah you
0: can apparently get a shot but i don't know yeah so someone my ex-partner's sister's partner has like can't breathe lungs close up level bad and he gets a shot once every quarter to i think to just knock out his immune system which sounds
1: unsafe (laughs) yeah because i don't get sick a lot probably because i have an overactive immune system because
0: it's always like kill it kill it get it As soon as a pathogen enters, but then it's like, virus, spore, we attack. Yeah. Attack, attack, attack. And you had the Christmas tree as well.
1: Yes, the pine does not help. Yeah, that's a bad time too. Yeah. True.
0: Cool. So I (laughs) hope you feel better soon, (laughs) because that sucks. You're just existing. You're not even doing anything. You're just breathing.
1: Or, in my case, not (laughs) breathing. Yeah. But we Um.
0: nevertheless, we persisted.
1: (laughs) Would you like to kick us off with an episode summary? Yes, I would love to do that. So we watched episode 10 of season 4 this week, Midnight. And in this episode, the Doctor and Donna are taking a well-deserved holiday on the planet Midnight. So while Donna is lounging around the spa, the Doctor hops on an all-day tour to the Sapphire Waterfall. Partway through the four-hour journey to get there, the vehicle stops for no reason. And when they hear a noise coming from outside, panic begins to set in. Then one of the passengers is seemingly possessed. Paranoia and fear run rampant as the Doctor struggles to find a solution. Do-do-do! Test, yes.
0: Yes, but... Not strongly, like, the women are talking, like, well, you know, the hostess is talking to one of the other women, that kind of thing, but it is a lot of, like, men talking to the women, and, yeah, but no, it passes. But it I will say, it's not,
1: women, like, there's very little romance or any yeah. consideration of that, really, in this episode, so the big tell in a way is, like, it's not
0: about... Necessarily like they're talking, yeah. yeah. It's not just making it het, yeah. rom-focused, yeah.
1: Cool. So it was your discussion
0: topic? Uh, yes, it was. So um, I went through, I always start my discussion, like, let's take a trip down the thought process. <laughs> um, so ones that jumped out at me that I thought would have been cool would be, like, crisis management. Mm. Like, this whole concept of panic mm. and re- reaction to, uh, like, survival instinct, that mm. kind of stuff. But we have touched on that in the past. So I ended up going with being challenged. Mm. So in the context of the episode, a few senses of that. Science man this is his 14th trip on the bus he has a very clear idea of the science of this planet but things are happening that shouldn't happen and he is finding it very very hard to have those strongly held beliefs challenged like he's like this can't be possible it can't be possible like literally denying reality in front Mm -hmm. of him the engineering of the bus is never meant to stop and he's like it can't be you know the doctor gets called out firmly on his bullshit too he's really challenged yeah Like, you touched on it ages ago that this was coming in the future. Like, people taking a moment to really be like, hey, this is a horrible situation, but you seem to be gleeful.
1: Yeah, you're enjoying it.
0: Yeah, like, that whole idea of being called out and what extents people will go to. And I think this can... This happens across lots of facets of our life. What the extents people will go to to either avoid their thoughts being challenged mm. so surrounding yourselves with people who think the same as you mm. not reading anything that doesn't agree with what you think right and then also just refusing to ever take on new information so like when yeah. you are challenged just being like shut down dismissive does not
1: fit with my world view.
0: this is not my reality i completely will refuse to even open my mind to yeah, yeah. and it, how really fucked up that can be
1: Yeah I think it's really interesting especially in the current climate that we find ourselves in with like conspiracy theories and all these things because there's a lot of like self-fulfilling kind of information like seeing things and saying things that just reinforce what you already believe and then just believing it because believing it is easier than believing the truth. You don't want to upset your current balance or your understanding of Mm -hmm. things there's that great line in this where the doctor says to science man you know professor i'm glad you've got an absolute definition of life in the universe but perhaps the universe has got ideas of its own because he's so convinced that this can't be happening it can't be possible it's not possible even though it's happening in front of him he can't make yep. that leap which is i think something that we see a lot in older generations sometimes when new mm. things start happening you know people will be like why are there so many trans kids now like yep. why is everyone gay these days it's yep. like because society has moved on right yeah like Once you stop punishing people for being who they are, then obviously they're going to be more comfortable coming out and being open about that. Yeah. The left handedness thing, you know, back Mm -hmm. in the day, no one was left handed because you weren't allowed to be. When you you got beaten. Yeah, when you stopped reinforcing that, suddenly left handedness increased in the population. It didn't increase, it was just now you were recording it properly. People were being honest about that.
0: That's a really good point. And I think. part of that too with those older generations being challenged in those views not only to accept that yeah people have freedom to be who they want to be and have a platform to come out and say that but more that these gay people for example trans people existed before they were just so repressed and oppressed that the society that you lived in wasn't okay for them and was actively toxic to them, it's hard for people to be like oh fuck, well that was part of something I contributed to.
1: Yeah, or even just not know, like you can't be what you don't know exists, so Mm. maybe you felt that way and maybe you had these feelings and you thought there was something fundamentally wrong with you and you didn't think you know, you were trying to live up to these social norms that you knew existed in the 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, because you didn't know that this was an option for Mm. you to be this other way and so there would be loads of people who were queer and were you know whatever form of queer that takes but yeah. that never knew
0: that's yeah. what they were well how, how many people do we know in history who are famous therefore we know about them who have known same-sex relationships but also had a marriage
1: yeah
0: like off top of my head oscar wilde mm-hmm. yeah shit yeah because of the time when they're like oh no but I know this about myself but that's not something that I can you know, actualise yeah, like live that. that live that openly so I must go with what has to be the way and then
1: and often yeah. people who did live their truths like I think about some of you know the female pirates of the time and stuff, yeah they yeah queer but they were already outside of society yeah like they yeah. become yeah. pirates in yeah. <laughs> order to be yeah. who they were you know you couldn't be in society and live a life like that and still be true to who you actually were if you even recognize that within yourself and i think there would have been a compulsion to also just stamp down that part of yourself so that Mm. you could have a normal life
0: oh fuck yeah because because shame like so many people report this like if you grow up in a super religious family or society where just even the idea of it is a sin and you're like told that and had that drummed into you from infancy like you internalize that shit like that's how we learn right is by what we're told and so you're having a fight with all those layers of guilt and shame of like i've been told this is a sin but this is how i feel like but that can't be real like
1: yeah It's awful yeah yeah exactly so i think there's a lot of that yeah for sure what i also find interesting in this topic in this episode is this whole rewriting of reality as it's happening around you mm. like you know when they say i think it's the mum who goes i saw it with my own eyes a pass from her into him and it's like no you didn't see that yeah you didn't see that it didn't happen but when you are in this kind of heightened emotional state people start telling each other things and then people start believing that they did see it and if you say it enough times you start believing this this is about the inaccuracy of witness statements right like you yep. can't let witnesses talk to each other yep because suddenly they'll start saying they saw something that they didn't like someone will be like oh i saw a green car hit that guy and someone will be like oh i
0: was red? oh no you're right it was red. and then who knows false memories yeah yeah 100% yeah in this episode when like between the wife and who have forgotten the name of but biff the husband they're doing that thing to each other of like you saw it too didn't you and the other one's like yeah yeah yeah," because it's more important to them to confirm and back up this person they have a close relationship to against the scariness of what's going on than actually take a second to rationally laterally think critically think
1: and how that is that turns mm. on people as well like it's a us versus them kind of enemy mentality because they're yeah. trying to get Jethro to agree as well and he's sort of like but that didn't happen and he sort yeah. of really pushes against it but at the end of the day in this emotional heightened state he still folds in the end yeah yeah because his parents are telling him this is the, this is the way like these yeah. are the people that you trust the most to guide have, you and protect you, and who are gonna yeah. be like right. And again, then we enter this weird space like, if you want to use this as an allegory for political discourse, dissent, whatever. You, if you mm. grow up in like a really right wing environment and you're a liberal child and you're trying to have these conversations, yeah, 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 you end up in this space where it's really hard, it's really hard to fight against the, the grain, to fight against the people who have raised you,
0: yeah, and especially if those people are really firm in their beliefs and really not open to being challenged yeah. and so aren't going to come to the table with in in good faith to have a debate mm. but are just like who is making you think those thoughts are you watching like is it instagram yeah
1: fucking yeah. lefties that's also interesting because as is it just, drag
0: brunches is the it's issue
1: drag <laughs> brunches drag story time yeah. always for some reason Um, but yeah it's also interesting that you talk about the doctor also being challenged because I don't think he's used to people just buying into him taking control like he can often just through momentum I think often because he takes charge he walks and he's running around people like oh this man's doing something but here he is in a stationary place it's a locked room mystery for all intents and purposes he is in a hostile environment because no one's actually buying his bullshit people Mm -hmm. are just like because you're so special and he's like yeah actually I am but they've got no reason to trust Mm -hmm. him they've got no reason they're all scared they're in a foreign place they've got no reason to believe that he is who he says he is and he doesn't have all the answers he's trying to puzzle it out they find that Mm. quite scary because he is so gleeful about it Like there's very little empathy from him yeah 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 and it doesn't work for him in this case. In this case, the people are not on his side. No. And how little power you have, even when you are the person who's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. When you're in an environment like that, that's not enough.
0: No, not at all. That's a really good point. And I think an element to it is so this is the the Who light equivalent of the series, but it's actually just companion light. Yeah. And normally, or like normally, often we have the companion as kind of like a layperson bridge between random public and the mm. doctor. So like we've seen Martha do it before where even when they're separated she'll be talking to people and be like no you don't understand like the doctor has this like he's very experienced Mm. I trust him with everything and they become that bridge to the doctor on his like
1: his humanity yeah his
0: pedestal (laughs) of just being like you know the most confident loud voice in the room and that's not there this time Mm. there's no voice of typically a female voice Mm. to pacify people to reassure them that to back up that doctor so yeah.
1: And he just wants to get on and solve the mystery. But, and yeah, and he's, he's like, him, you've
0: just got to believe me.
1: Yeah, and they're not giving him the space, right? Mm. And I think, in a way, the doctor is better suited to that because he is curious. Like, even though he is very set in his ways, in some ways, like he is always open to being like, well, this shouldn't be happening, but it clearly is. So let's find out why. And he's not one to go, well, that's, not, that's just not possible. It's yeah. just not possible. So I'm not going to engage with it. He very yeah. clearly does, does that yeah
0: and even if he does he'll say that shouldn't be happening but then he's like but it is so let's get the sonic screwdriver on it you know
1: because he has
0: this such, such a wide diverse like incredibly long lived experience of the world his idea of what's possible is just and it's this thing of like humans have such tiny narrow lives blah 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 you know when he like
1: yeah, but he always keeps it in yeah. mind. Like, even I'm thinking of, like, the Satan pit, right? So this episode mm. where he was really challenged with, like, he does not he's not a religious man. No. He doesn't believe in it's a like deity. The devil. But even yeah. in that environment, he was like, okay, well, clearly there's something to this, and maybe I'll never know the answer, and I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Like, that's an incredibly powerful message, I think, especially in the face of this, where people are looking for a, a reason. They're looking for a clear person to blame. Yeah. And that does, it's just not there. Like, we still don't know what caused this
0: and I think so yeah just skipping to that 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 ending resolution of this episode I think that's a really really good point is that it's kind of an unusual Doctor Who episode because we don't have a resolution there's not an understanding there's not Mm. anything the Doctor isn't like doing little glib and we'll get in the TARDIS and ha ha ha. Yeah. He's just like fucking terrified, has no idea and knows that he's narrowly avoided death.
1: Yeah, and he's like really shook by it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Like he doesn't want to joke about it. Yeah. Like when Donna does the mimicking of him he's Yeah, saying, he's like, no, Yeah. stop. And he his resolution is like, we have to abandon this planet. Yeah. We we'll need to leave this planet. But also... Just as an aside, the audacity of colonialization across the generation's galaxy, whatever, that they're like, oh yeah, there's no one on this planet, so we're just going to build our leisure palace here. Yeah. Just because life doesn't exist in the way that you necessarily define life doesn't mean that there isn't life. Yeah. Like, how much mapping of this planet did you really do?
0: Well, I know that's it too, so maybe they came in with a quake coloniser gung-ho we've done a scan and by our measure of yeah. and, and then also not can maybe continuing that like you have a position and and based on what they know right at the start which is unoccupied planet we do what we do but then over time not taking on board like actually has something come out of the ground has something like are we yeah. continually updating our idea of what's around us
1: sleeping in the ground like a cicada yeah oh my god like cockroaches
0: don't they bury themselves yeah. the frogs the frogs, frogs that bury themselves and then just like pop up alive after fires
1: yeah Could have been something like that You don't
0: know No They don't know Yeah Hmm. So interesting
1: And like there being no history Like there's no history of this planet This planet is so interesting But history in the way that you understand it
0: A really menacing tone I wrote down in my notes Yeah it's a like, really
1: intense episode right? Yeah
0: so intense So intense
1: I think it like I've said to you before you watch it, this is my favourite episode of all time. Yeah. I love, this episode. I love Colin Morgan in this episode. He just I wrote Baby Merlin. It. Yeah. Baby Merlin. An Emo Baby Merlin. I know it's amazing. I love that bit where he's just like, we've broken down in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a gif on it's <laughs> amazing. It's just the delivery of in the middle of yeah.
0: nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy AF. Mm. It's super creepy. Yeah, when Skye gets possessed, mm. that seemingly kind of possession, I think. it it quickly crosses into that almost supernaturally, paranormally those kind of movies and content that get that really creepy air Yeah, through like almost like body horror, it's like possession it's like this kind of it's the loss of autonomy yeah absolutely, with the repeating and when then the doctor gets trapped in the repeating and I
1: think again, Mm. cracking acting from David Tennant always, always the way that he holds that thing—he's like in his
0: shaking, voice. he's sweating, but he he's still, like yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah.
1: Repeat, like he's trying actively to fight yeah, 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 this
0: yeah, force. Yeah, it's so good, and so how, good.
1: You know that entity was still malignant in Sky as well. Like that actress also does a great yeah, job. Of yeah, that. yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and just no, the eyes—the eyes. Stealing my voice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> um, you know, the lovely researcher assistant is like, but she's saying at first, and he's repeating, and everyone's mm. like, no, that's not what's happening because. It's, Yep. this mania that gets created, this hive mind I think this is the, the collective paranoia, this is the real danger when it comes to a panic situation, right? It's like people just go into this herd mentality
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely Yeah, a panic reaction and, and look for uh, something that's going to be a quick fix like an mm. easy way of like, oh no, she's fine, it's fine Like It was him, fine. the guy that we got weirded out by, like, yeah Dee 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 Dee, that's yeah. it Whereas Didi, like I, know. Yeah. I thought this was this is a sidebar because i'm not sure i have the nuance of the understanding to bring too much analysis to it but both Dee and the host unnamed hostess mm. are the people of color in the episode and are both really sidelined subservient by people
1: roles as well yep yeah,
0: subservient roles the assistant and the hostess and both really sidelined by people believing them
1: yeah
0: and like it ends with Dee having to like force like keep pushing the point until someone says listen to her and then the hostess being totally ignored and sacrificing herself in a full martyr situation to save them all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because Dee Dee was the one voice of reason yeah. from the start, right? She yeah. was the one who was like having the interesting ideas and
0: understood the engineering enough to yeah. be like, don't panic, we're not going to run out of air. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And just being absolutely steamrolled by yeah. a professor, yeah. whatever his name was. Even him being like, don't bother the man, but you were bothering him first. You're the one who initiated mm-hmm. the conversation with the doctor. Like, yeah.
0: And that she's meant to be his research assistant, but basically just is his lackey.
1: Yeah, his like personal assistant. Yeah, his, makes yeah. him we, tea. I mean, we see this all the time. Yeah. 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 Gross. Yeah, because he just takes advantage of her, and just talks down to her and tries to belittle her. And yeah. It's really horrible to see. Yeah, you're right. There is probably like, I don't think you would do that in a, a modern setting that mm-hmm. you would cast people of color in those roles. Yeah. And no other roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Or just even, like, it might have been a totally accidental... Yeah, I don't looks. think it was on
1: purpose, but no, you would it, look at the optics of that and go... Yeah,
0: fuck yeah, and be like, hey, like, we're buying into... There's probably not challenging some unconscious bias here. Mm.
1: I'm just thinking about the outfit of the married couple, the, the wardrobe choices. That we have improved our tourist wardrobe Yeah. And millennia. <laughs> between the... I the have future. some
0: points on this. It. So it's the wrote, future, but travel equals very similar to modern air travel? Question mark. Wired earbuds and a
1: slide projector. It's actually, worse than <laughs> modern air travel. Like yeah. all those things were happening at the same time. The overstimulation. No, that uh, was awful. Although maybe that is a sign of modern life, and that we don't have attention spans anymore. And, and we have to do just 60 have things. to
0: have constant digital, extremely turn your brain off input.
1: And maybe, but yeah, the doctor's solution of "oh no, we'll have to talk to each other" is not much better. I don't want. No, talk I don't want to talk to that. On plane no, ever. fuck no.
0: No, oh, oh my god I have to like put my earbuds in and pretend I can't hear through them when old people talk to me no so the onboard entertainment I wrote sensory violence because yeah. I can't
1: imagine I wrote dear god over a stimulation
0: yeah nice just very casual it's an RTD written episode nice very casual queer representation mm. of Skye talking about a wife
1: yeah. yeah we love it when it's casual
0: oh I did I wrote down Chekhov's absolutist statement when he's like there's no life in the entire system
1: also, like, what could possibly go wrong? Okay,
0: things are going to go wrong, and there's going to be life on the planet. <laughs>
1: but that view that they get briefly, you know, when the doctor's in the cockpit and he's like, oh, go on, let's have a quick squeeze. Yeah. This, that view you get, it looks like a city to me. Like all those Yeah, marshals. it looks like a city. And it I'm looks like, Yeah, this assumption structured. that you are the first people on this planet its just yeah. such a colonization vibe. It's yeah. like, you've no idea. I don't think you've, this organization has really done the research to qualify this <laughs> statement.
0: Yeah. And also I would say what's this mindset around cool maybe there has never in any definition been life on this planet. So why do you think you can bring life there?
1: Yeah, just because it's pretty.
0: Just because there's no sentience. A you're
1: strength. still
0: envir- <laughs> you're still like changing an ecosystem, right? Yeah. By coming yourself in and like what to what do we owe natural environments? Mm. Some level of respect. Yeah, absolutely. Or being, like, just because, like, we don't own everything. We don't have a right to, I don't know, expand. Yeah, and just to so possess.
1: You, like, it's just to build this leisure palace, so you can build a holiday destination, and now you're running these tours to the Sapphire Falls, whatever. Like, if you wanted to run a sightseeing tour, it wouldn't have made more sense to just fly people in and fly over the falls and fly yeah, back Yeah, absolutely, and, like, have yeah. a spaceship in orbit.
0: Yeah, like the the, the Kylie
1: Minogue episode yeah Titanic
0: Titanic. yeah Yeah, great point I think it comes from that really privileged which is interesting like this privileged view of oh it's an uninhabitable to humans planet so we'll just make us be able to live there by like have these heavily reinforced vehicles like totally self contained settlement where we can make like a luxury spa like because they're not having to interact with the environment but it Mm. just exists as something that's there for their entertainment Yeah, even though it's very harmful in more ways than they know. Yeah. But just that hubris Yeah. Of like, this is ours to exploit.
1: And that's a like maybe that is an interesting thing to examine as part of Doctor Who right, like this human instinct to just conquer yeah. and impose upon things all of the time. Like why and maybe this is why humanity quote unquote continues to exist through decades, millennia, space faring times. Because they just continue to yeah. be
0: dicks. Because we're assholes. Yeah. And we adapt we to care. survive. We don't care about yeah. what we're
1: fucking up and who we're screwing over in the process. And I don't know if yeah. that's really as inspiring as maybe the show would like us to think it is.
0: Yeah. yeah. The the show, I think, because it doesn't have that neat, like, oh, everything's all fixed, we're back at the spa, ha ha ha, couples yeah. massage no thanks. Because it doesn't end with that kind of vibe. I think that helps that. It becomes across more as a not humans doing conquering but more of a well you fucked around and you found out yeah the doctor's never gonna go back there he was never gonna no. maybe he'll think twice again when people say it's definitely uninhabited come on like you know that kind of thing like it's given him fucking pause because he was actually fully terrified there was no companion there to help him these people weren't with him people interesting were against as well, like, him if
1: he got thrown out of that airlock. Even if he regenerated, he would have regenerated in a hospitable in a environment. Yeah. So. Extonic. Yeah. He yeah. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have helped regenerate. Nah, no, sure.
0: He would be done done.
1: Yeah. So that must be quite confronting as well. Because I do think sometimes mm. it's like, ah, well, death. Yeah,
0: it's not the same for him.
1: Yeah, it's not a permanent thing.
0: Yeah, and you're right that, uh, like, it does challenge that essential sense he has of exceptionalism. Mm. When they think, oh, maybe she's copying us, maybe she's going to try and turn into us. And he's like, she cannot copy me. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm not like you humans. Like, I'm different. I'm more, I'm special.
1: Yeah. Which, of course, alienates him to the others. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What was special about you? Look human to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Just look like an asshole.
1: But that's just because he poses such a greater risk, right? Because of the Time Lords and how dangerous Time Lords actually are. I think it's something that we forget about a lot. Because he's played as, like, a fun, lovable character. But they are quite a toxic...
0: Kooky! Yeah.
1: ...species...
0: Fuck, and we saw that. We saw that in the Viserys episode.
1: Yeah. So, like, it is quite dangerous for him to be duplicated yeah. in any kind of way.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that, I, he says, you know, I'm clever, mm. meaning you guys aren't.
1: Yeah, because it's a different level. Yeah,
0: yeah. again, not, not enamoring anyone to you. Even if these people weren't terrified and in crisis and looking for a scapegoat, you're not making friends. Yeah. But who doesn't care? He's not there to make friends, right?
1: Maybe that's how his panic manifests. Maybe it's yeah. the same thing. Like his his, his sort of fear response is different.
0: This is it, and it does. that's a great point to remember. So I have an ex who worked, still works, in very high-pressure environments, and with a lot of other people around him. And when she was hitting the fan, he would get feedback after the fact of like, we don't think you're taking this seriously. Because he takes a very like, what are our facts? you do this you do that like strip it right back down to crisis management like Mm. but he's not a flapper Mm. but other people's idea of taking something seriously would be looking more visibly stressed yeah
1: yeah and I've certainly had that feedback as well and like even Mm. one of my team members fell foul of this feedback last year as well where someone thought we weren't taking an issue seriously because we just don't get flappy. Yeah. Because what's the point? Yeah. Like, I'm taking this very seriously, but I, I also, like, just become very okay. This is what we're doing. This yep. is how we're going. Yep. Let's just get things done. I don't want to rend my clothing. Like, what's the point? No, exactly. The floor
0: and-, and being like, oh my God, oh my God. And then you have to, like, talk someone down. And then, and worse also is the other way. I have years ago in, like, a team leader job, I had to give feedback to one of my team members that she someone else had described it as her catastrophizing so when anything was a little bit bad yeah. she'd be like oh my fucking god rah, rah, rah. and then she's totally fine she's very capable she'd get on and sort it but she'd like spook everyone else yeah and they'd get freaked out and think it was a big deal but because it's she really not. it's yeah. not yeah exactly so it had to be like just we just need to dial back the
1: panic I like one of my older colleagues when i was like you're yeah. up here i need you to come down here yeah like why are you at a 10 this is like a two situation yeah, I thought it was interesting that in fear we always is like a human instinct mm. turn against the other. Mm. I think we see this all the time, like political discourse as well. Like, mm-hmm. what do they do? They make someone the enemy, right? You yeah. always make someone the person that you're gonna the scapegoat situation, yep. and whether that is Polish immigrants or trans people, refugees, or they yeah. are coming
0: for your daughters in bathrooms. Yeah,
1: like you make, you create an other for people to rail against because people yep. are scared. Yeah, and you don't have the solution. So yeah. in this case, the doctor has made himself the other, but being like, "I'm not like you, I'm yeah, smart yeah. than you," blah blah blah. He created himself as mm. the other, and so that was an opportunity for this entity to be like, "Ah." And I do feel like mm. there's a moment of like trapping the doctor and isolating him because he's the one who's been identified as being able to figure out what's actually going on. He poses the greatest risk to this entity, right? yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, so the entity immediately is then. Exploiting the weaknesses, yeah, in that group mindset.
1: Very quick learner. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. has like this thing. Not that I've seen the thing because I'm afraid of everything. Yeah, but that's I my know. understanding of the, the thing.
0: thing. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I have not seen the thing because just culturally. Yeah. Terrifying.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh <laughs> mask Biff at one point says, "What sort of man are you?" Yeah gross. There's
1: a lot of that. I do feel sorry for poor Jethro. Yeah. I think this is a conducive environment for him to grow up. There is a lot of men just insisting they're right in this. Men yeah. saying things can't be true when they actually know they yeah. saw it as true. It's always the men being like can't be, it can't be. Yeah. How about you just move on with your life? And I wonder if men are more inclined to that because women are used to constantly being questioned and knowing that their hmm. lived reality is not like the reality they're told it is because we experience a different thing. Whereas men, as People in positions of power, white men, I should say. Yeah,
0: white cis men don't have
1: their reality questioned very often.
0: No, or at least they kind of end up in this kind of like gaslit, self-fulfilling prophecy circle of like you're being told that strong, masculine traits are to be confident, is to be authoritative. So they just do that, even if you really question them for more than half a second, you realise they don't know fucking shit. Mm-hmm. They just do it. They commit to it because yeah. that's what they think is expected.
1: It's their birthright.
0: Yeah gross.
1: Yeah, that's gross. There's something horrible in the outcome of this episode that these people now have to live with the worst versions of themselves Yeah, knowing that they were wrong. Yeah. Like they need to live with the fact that they were going to throw the doctor out they were happy to commit murder they were mm. going to do that and they were going to be wrong about
0: it That's a really really good point Who, Who of those survivors do you really think would have serious character development from that?
1: Probably the younger ones, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Like, me and Jetro. Yeah, 100%. And they are the least problematic. I reckon the professor and definitely the parents
1: would just, just be like, history.
0: no, we just did our best. Yeah, we. it was very difficult. We were right. Like, he, you know, we said that, you know, and like, because the wife near the end, when the doctor finally gets his message across, the wife says, I said it was her. Yeah. Total, like you said, totally rewriting history so in the moment. you live
1: with yourself. Yeah. You kind of have yeah. to do that. Like, I have like, well, yeah. a friend of mine who did her... Master's degree in German, post war German literature, specifically Mm, post second world German literature, because she was really interested in the relationship between mental health and men returning from the war after Mm. the Second World War. Because on the losing side, yeah, because she was German and a lot of the men in her family who fought on the losing side, as a lot of people in Germany obviously did, yeah, and you know, trigger warning, but loads of them committed suicide Mm. off the back of that. Because how do you cope with living? knowing that you were wrong yeah knowing that everything you were taught to believe all of it now you're on the losing side you're the you're the villain yeah you're the villain in this story and whether you knew that while you were committing war crimes or not yeah up for debate when you were being indoctrinated in a military environment that's a whole other conversation but yeah just like how do you live with yourself yeah knowing with what you
0: what you did? Yeah, and you know, without going back and reliving all that things of being like, oh, I did have a bit of an inclination, but I didn't do anything because I, did, I couldn't. But still, like, did I have an opportunity? Could I have done a lot? You know, all that stuff. And it's so hard, especially 40s and 50s. You don't have that access to therapy.
1: Oh, and yeah, no, and
0: understanding being... of PTSD and everything that we have now. No, that's a really interesting point. That... Absolutely not to look on that <laughs> incredibly poignant and harrowing point with frivolity it reminds me of a mitchell and webb sketch where they are playing second World war german soldiers yeah and they're like hans are are we the baddies (laughs) like um like i think we might be (laughs) yeah hans you're the baddies but that moment of like oh
1: fuck are we not are we not right yeah yeah And you can't, like, I think people try to overwrite this as well, but you can't undercut how much brainwashing goes into joining a military operation, even to this day. Like, it doesn't matter what military you're joining. Some level of brainwashing is occurring. There has to, for you to turn into the good little soldier that you need to be to, quote, unquote, just follow orders. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, like, in heaps of modern conflicts, like...
1: And to stop exactly this from happening, this panicky mm. nonsense, which I am sure still, it happens. literally,
0: ha- but but it has to be. They go to great lengths to train it out of you, yeah. Because in a combat situation, they don't want any of that palaver yeah. They just want you to not be like, oh, am I going to question their humanity? No. And, and
1: that's also happened through generations of war, right? Though, because if you mm. think about people like the levels of shell shock that occurred in like the First World War, yeah, how people responded in panicky situations near warfare situations, etc., etc. They were like, okay, next time we do this. Let's make sure to address these issues before they become issues on the front line. Like, that is fucked up. Yeah. What we should have taken away from that is let's not do this again.
0: Don't do wars. Yeah.
1: But we did not because we love power. Humans. Yeah. Great. Love
0: that. Oh, Rose. Yeah. Cameo appearance. And on the screen behind him. Fucking weird, man. I totally. Not that I've forgotten. Lol. I have never seen these episodes. Yeah. Like, I'm, into, I'm in the gap when I went to uni and didn't watch them in real time. And obviously, back in those days, there was no catch-up option. No. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in New Grained. I'm zoomed through Mirandos. What, uh, what have you got me? Uh, I've got actually very little notes because I was just enjoying the episode so much.
1: That's good, I was right? watching. Yeah. I love that it's a bottle episode. Like, a lot of... Yeah, episode. yeah. Just, it's really cool. Yeah. And I think just, yeah really gives you an opportunity to just do character work mm.
0: and that's, a tight cast a tight small cast
1: yeah still cool if yeah. af though low budget presumably yeah
0: fucking low and budget it's just one room and and some not great cgi yeah
1: i've got a lot of questions about like doors opening and like lights streaming and i'm like but shouldn't yeah. you like, like, make yeah. this point about like the airlock etc etc and yeah the door is open many many times junkie
0: science wall to wall yeah
1: go talk to the pilot she should have been sucked out she didn't know that there was like I don't know i was yeah. like anyway sure
0: but she's like no there's a pressure bubble and it's only six seconds
1: before it would be but surely pepper. that would decrease every time you open the door I would assume I don't yeah. anyway
0: they don't know we don't know <laughs> don't RTD know. definitely doesn't know doesn't
1: care doesn't care the, the reference of the Christina Rosetti poem we must not look at Goblin Mint great reference mm. big fan of that super
0: creepy as well
1: yeah great poem male
0: poet yeah. um,
1: and then just like the no blinking acting is oh it's so
0: intense when humans don't blink it's fucking because like, you don't notice blinking until it's not there and then you're like oh my god what an alien
1: even like when animals do it because my housemate's cat the other night had her head cocked at a weird angle resting on something and was just staring at me without blinking and I was ah, like I don't like this the
0: devil and she did is she become oh, demon-possessed. Yeah. Lots of animals see it as, like, a proper...
1: It's a dominance thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So when I had a cat, me and my brother were much younger, and he used to wind it up and play games with it, like play fights, by staring at it. Because he and he, the cat would then, like, kind of basically want to take my brother on, and, like, they'd stalk each other, because he'd just ride them into a battle mode by, like, doing intense eye contact.
1: Yeah... The kittens certainly do that sometimes. Like one of them will stare at the older cat. Yeah. And I'm just like, black. oh, you are, you're all gonna intrigued. get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then immediately run away. I'm like, yeah, good, good life choice. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, and I think the doctors just really needed that hug at the end. Mm. Donna's there
0: for him, right? Yeah. 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 See, no man's an island. No time lords an island.
1: No time lord is an island. Well you have a standout
0: i did it was the entirety that is jethro <laughs> i put smart sulky teen law
1: he was Tom great Morgan. yeah he was
0: great he was just it was comic relief he was emotional depth
1: yeah
0: he was youth yeah amongst the adults and he kept his mind rational much longer than the rest of them and was very much like team dd until then, obviously, yeah, he got fully Stockholm Syndrome by his parents into believing their reality. He also, reality. like,
1: was really tormented by that choice. Like, mm. he was, like, fully crying, yeah. like, having a breakdown, opted to, like, listen to his parents and, like, do yep. it. But he was at a real emotional low. I think he really mm. sold it. I think,
0: yeah, great work. Yeah, fuck yeah. It was awesome. As soon as I saw him on the screen. And, because I've never seen Merlin, but I know you have. And so you told me about Merlin a lot. Okay, and so straight yes. away to my partner, I was like, Merlin! That's Merlin, babe. That's Merlin. And he's I like, also okay.
1: Saw Colin Morgan in a production at the Globe. Oh. Played Puck in the Tempest. Oh, oh! my God, was he amazing? He was great. Lots of oh. flying around the stage. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is what I loved about London. You could just go to Look, the yeah. Globe. and be like, just oh, having yeah, a, it's a. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Show
0: just off. like having a fucking crack.
1: All right. Like Patrick Stewart is a tree. Yeah, yeah. Great. Great. Did you have a standout? I just think the acting is cracking in this. I yeah, think I do. David Tennant's incredible. Like he really sells that position at the end there. It's just great. And yeah, yeah. I just love. Like I've already said, love Colin Morgan in this.
0: Yeah, he's great. And I think you, yeah, the acting is a great point because when you're in this bottle locked room, very small cast. If someone was like a bit meh, yeah, like drop the ball. You drop the ball. Out. Nah, fuck yeah. no, not at all. And then it would just be like eh, they have to really be all pulling their weight dramatically to keep this pressure cooker feel.
1: Mm. And I think it is really successful at that. It is incredibly creepy. It is well, it's a tight script. There's no yeah. wasted time. No, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. Not at all. It. Considering it takes place in one room. Yeah. And I it's like
0: it's, a 42 minute episode or something, you yeah, start to finish.
1: I think it's a triumph. Yeah. It's my favorite episode. Ooh. For a reason.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, next time, Ooh. we'll be watching episode 11 of season four. Jesus Christ, Jen. Season <laughs> four. Turn left. Let us know your thoughts by emailing at hardusofonesown at gmail.com or find us on Instagram. Check out the show notes for links. There
1: are. I
0: don't have any. And the references <laughs> discussed are from our brains.
1: We love our brains. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Catch you next time. Goodbyes. Outra. Bye. Bye.